another TFON podcast here for season two, episode 24. I want to say I am sorry for not recording a podcast for last week, but life got in the way. Got a, I don't want to say I got lazy, but just was super busy ripping and running and didn't record the podcast. Had some plans that fell through, but back again, doubling up. Got more news to talk about. A lot of stuff to, you know, talk about in the Bearcat, you know front you know hopefully you guys have been checking out the front office news.com though you know we've been keeping up with everything on there but the big news for today's podcast is the bearcats have signed luke fickle to an extension through 2028 that's huge news the bearcats gave him a raise from 3.4 million dollars to 5 million dollars which is a 1.6 million dollar raise a bump before they even get into the Big 12. But the huge, the best part of it is he got his assistance pool a bump from 3.8 to $5.2 million. That's huge, man. Just think about it. He lost Freeman, lost Denbrock, lost Eliano. Um, you know, so it is, you know, huge that he is able to have that money to be able to pay these top flight assistants, man, because they're about to go into a big conference right now. You know, teams are going to try to pry away. They, they want Fickle. They want his assistance. They want everything that he's doing. So this is a big move for the, the University of Cincinnati to keep, you know, Fickle on board. You know, you know they, they survived the Notre Dame scare. You know, you know, Marcus Freeman's there now. So, you know, we don't have to worry about them. You know, Ryan Day is still at Ohio State. Michigan was never anything to worry about. Man wouldn't even wear molar colors where the sun went there um, because of the color. So <clears throat> everything was gravy on that front. But, you know, the Bearcats, man, they got a lot of stuff on the horizon. You know, they're redoing the locker room now. They're work, working on, you know, starting the you know, indoor football facility, which is going to be crazy. And, you know, just going into the Big 12, man, it's, it's other stuff that could possibly happen. I wouldn't be shocked if they try to add seating to Nippert Stadium, which would be possible. I think they can keep 38,000 right now, but going into a bigger conference with the buzz that Luke Fickle and this, this team has, I wouldn't be shocked if they tried to add Fourteen to 16,000 seats in there. It's possible. They have to just raise it up, you know, raise, you know, certain spots up. I think it's very possible. Architects are legit these days. I think they can make it legit and make it happen. But I, I don't think that's something that's on the forefront. But I just know that I wouldn't be shocked if in a couple of years or before they get into the Big 12, something is announced about that. And I'm just hyper. I'm just um just speaking in general, I, I'm, I don't have any concrete stuff or anything from John Cunningham or anything like that, but I would not be shocked. But it's pretty dope to see that the Bearcats understand that they still have Luke Fickle on a heck of a bargain, but he is now the highest paid G5 coach in the nation. I want to say Dana Hogerson was number one at four point something, but I don't think anybody was over Dana Hogerson um, because he got a raise coming from West Virginia coming into Houston a few years back and you see how what he's done with that program they they play UC in the AAC championship I want to say they won their bowl and their team is very talented as well and they're going to the Big 12 with the Bearcats but it's pretty dope that as of right now if you put 
you see in the Big 12, Fickle will be the be a top three, you know, earner in the Big 12. He'll be the third highest paid coach behind Venables. And I forgot the other one. It might be the dude from Oklahoma State. But uh, I think that's pretty dope, man. It's smart because, you know, when he gets that, that Big 12 money in, they'll probably have to give him some more money. It's just, it's just the market right now. When you got a top-tier coach like that, you got to pay. Pay what you weigh. Um, some teams are overpaying coaches. I'll say UC's probably getting stretched, but they have a lot of stuff that, you know, a lot of private donors that are coming through huge right now for the Bearcats. And it's big, man, because just think about it. You know, Michigan State broke Tucker after one year or a second year. Right? Once, well, no, one year? One year. You know, brought him a blank check. And I mean, how, how good did he? I mean, he definitely made them better than people expected, but how good of a job was it when you saw the end results? I didn't think it was Nick saving money, but hey, who am I? I'm not gonna knock no man, especially your brother getting getting that paper. Hey, I'm I'm signing. I'm not gonna say no. I'm not taking the money. It's Lincoln Riley. I mean, he's a heck of a coach, but dude's getting. They gave him a blank check, paid off his house, got him a new house. It's crazy, you know. Brian Kelly got broke off. You know what I mean? So, and Fickle's in that in that category. So like. He could definitely get more, and he will get more, I'm pretty sure, from the from the school. But they're taking care of him. That's all that matters, man. He's a dude that wants to stay here. Otherwise, he would have been gone. So it's it's dope to see them take care of somebody that wants to be here. And, I mean, now I think now they need to start working on Moden's on getting his statue together, for real. That's what, that's what I think. But who am I? I'm just a guy with a podcast and a website, right? But that's it for the football front. No, no, nope. That's not all. My bad. Drew Ramsey, elder, elder player, um, is signed on as a preferred walk-on. Dude was the GCL player of the year. Had multiple offers. Um, they were MAC level, but at the same time, he did not take the MAC offers, and he's going to be a preferred walk-on at UC coming in the fall. And that is crazy if you think about it. Because I remember watching the, the young man play a few times. And I was like, he's a baller. And uh, just to think about how good this program is getting, where you're getting three stars, guys, having to be a preferred walk-on. Think about that. If you would have told me this at the beginning of Fickle's tenure, I would have called you a bold-faced lie. And you're smoking something that will make you get fired from your job, right? And I'm not talking about marijuana. I'm talking about crack. <laughs> but <laughs> something are you on that heroin? But <laughs> but anyways, it's crazy to see just the talent the influx of talent, man. You got all these young men about to, you know, they got invites to the combine, which is crazy. I know it's like it gotta be a UC record. I don't even gotta look that up. I think they got seven that's in the that's gonna be at the combine. Then you got three, I wanna say three, three stars that are preferred walk-ons. It's crazy. And I think they had a couple last year on the low that are preferred walk-ons. And it's like it's crazy, man. It's the talent that's coming in here. And it's it's dope to see, man. Like when you go to practice, you just know, like, man, this kid, if he pans out, I think he's gonna make it. Boom, 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 and it happens. And it just shows what Fickle and the crew is doing, man. I mean, lost lost a little bit this this year with you know Denbrock and Liano dipping, but at the same time, man, 
if people want your people, you're doing something right at the end of the day. It's just like, you know, uh, your girlfriend, your lady, whoever, you know, significant other. If people think she looks gorgeous, then you pick the right one, right? Or if people are trying to talk to your, to your lady, you pick the right one. No matter what, you might be jealous or be pissed off at the end of the day. you like, damn, at least I know other people like her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it works out. Like, every day I got to fight to prove my love. But that means you're doing something right. You like you pick the right one, people gonna want something. You know, they gonna wanna try to try to get a piece. You know what I'm saying? So that's what that's what Fickle's doing. He's picking the right ones. And people want them. That's good. But now with this extra pool of money, I see, yeah, I like how he, he, you know, you know, elevated within, you know, far as Gino being an OC and then giving, you know, Mike Brown more responsibility, giving him a, a raise as well, you know, and responsibility being a pass coordinator and a wide receivers coach. It was dope because, I mean, I was hearing rumblings that people were trying to get Mike Brown from, you know, the Bearcats as well. So, you know, then also bringing in an, a, a former Bearcat, Walt Scott, I mean, not Walt Scott, my bad, Walt Stewart, you know, to be, to be the outside linebackers coach. I thought that was a very good move. And, you know, Mike Cummins being, you know, offensive line coach, he's got a guy that's about to be a first-round pick. At worst-case scenario, early second-round pick. I know Cincinnati Bengals fans, they would love to get the guy from Central Michigan right now. So, uh, it's just dope. I just think, I feel like he's got a good culture. He's recruiting like crazy. It's only going to get better. You just see these offers going out, man. Everybody's a four-star. You know, some three-stars, of course. And three-stars are ballers. Don't, don't. It's just that. You know, if Bearcats were offering too many four stars, you know, they were kind of overfishing, right? But now, because of, you know, the success of going to the college football playoff and then just the recent success, the track history, man, they weren't winning double digits every year except his first year and then the year that was shortened by COVID. And they went to the Peach Bowl that year. So, I mean, that's damn near. You got to, I count that as a 10 year, 10, 10 win season just because, but it's not. But, um, but it's crazy though, you know? So it's like, um, just to see the momentum, man. The momentum is just growing, 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 and growing. So the talent is just is dope, man. You know, even the kid that flipped, he went from flip being at UC. Everybody thinks he's going to LSU, and he goes to Bama. Like it's just that's just knows that you what they're doing is working. People are noticing. It makes sense. Um, it's unheard of for somebody to probably flip. I mean, I feel like they might have had somebody flip. Many moons ago, that went from you see to Clemson, um, but it, it's crazy. It just shows that the you know the Bearcats are doing the right thing, man. They're getting dogs. They're they're taking care of this local area and they're starting to spread their branches because when with when you win and you win and you're in the big games, it's it's the best advertisement. And you got the best tight end in the, in the NFL, arguably freaking promoting you consistently man he's one of the most proficient he's a walk-in hall of famer and he's you know promoting you guys and it just makes it easy it makes it easy i'm just telling you so that's it on the football side i know i went on a ramble a little bit longer than you probably expected but now we're gonna talk a little bit hoops and hoops man uh hopefully i don't ramble too much because i got two sides of the coin man like they're They've been slipping as of late, man. You know, losing to 
Houston, Memphis, Temple, Tulsa. Houston, we knew what it was going. We knew what it was. I knew what it was personally. I didn't want it to go the the play out that way, but I knew what it was. I was mentally at peace at that. The Temple game can't have that. You can't have the Temple game because you know you have Houston. You you know you got a team like Houston where it's going to be tough as hell to to win. It's just keeping it one hundred. With this talent that they have, they can't lose to Temple because they're a better team than Temple. Lose to Tulsa, that hurt too. You know what I mean? And then tonight they lost to Memphis. And thinking, you know, what they say, yesterday's price isn't today's price. That's how Memphis is playing. When they played Memphis beginning of um, January, that team, you know, they gave UC hope. They didn't look as good, but they are a long, lengthy, athletic team. But all of a sudden, they've won. Now that they beat UC today, they've won six in a row. They look totally different. And UC fought tooth and nail to get back in the game, but they were just down too too much in the first half, and they just couldn't stop them, man. I mean, they shot over 50% you know, in both halves. It wasn't just like one of, one of those hot halves you cool down. It was a consistent you know, recipe against the Bearcats. So, but they only lost by seven. I mean, it's no moral victories, of course. But when you go player for player, Memphis is definitely the more talented team. Like this, and that's no slight to UC. You know, he's first year in the game with this team. Took over a dumpster fire. They're sixteen and nine, six and six in the AAC. It's just that now they still have a chance. They got six games left in the conference. Uh. So they could still win 20 games, which is crazy. I still don't think that they're going to make the NCAA tournament unless they make a super run. I think they have to win the AAC championship. Or if they're like, you know, if they win like four or five. Nah, if they got, they got, might have to go like five or six and they make it to the championship. They might have a chance, an outside chance. But that's asking a lot, man. It's just asking a super lot of this team. It's possible. It's not all the way done. But if they win twenty, if they get twenty wins, no matter how, um, this year that's still a super win. Right now, I still, with them being way over five hundred, I still think it's a win. Um, hopefully, they can at least, you know, host an NIT game. That would be dope. Just imagine how bad last year was to now hosting an NIT game, and you got all this talent coming in. Like you got three guys, two guys that you know are gonna help this team immediately. Barn injury, they they fit what you know, what West wants to do. He gives you they give you length, they give you scoring ability, they give you athleticism. Like it's just everything that West needs. These two young men are gonna give you, and then if Sage, you know, if he can hit hit the ground running, you know, hit up my man Mike Rayfield ASAP, get in get in that monster factory. Who knows? He might be a guy that can give you a few minutes. I don't think I expect him to do as much, but I think Skillings and Reed, I'm going to keep pounding the table for those guys until they prove me otherwise. They, they're going to be super helpers. Who knows what, what the transfer portal is going to hold because with the transfer portal, they don't have to wait, and it depends on what happens, who leaves, who stays. You don't know. You know, So that, that's something that I can't speak on as hypothetical. But um, the, the, the wild card for me is, is the Julius going to stay for a super senior year.
That would be crazy with those young guys. But I don't know. He could be like, hey, I'm ready to get, I'm ready to get paid, paid. You know, you know, you get the NIL deals now, but it's a different monster, man. You go in there and get that, get that check because that young man's gonna get paid. And he's been balling. He's been trying to put the team on his back. He's just a six foot guard that is balling, man. I want to say he's averaging over 16 points in the AAC. You know, had had his 20 point streak broke tonight, but. I mean, he had three games, 20 plus, 20 plus points. I mean, he's been giving everybody buckets. Memphis made it a point to try to control him. He had a point where he busted out for a second, but you know, Memphis just made it tough on him, man. You got all that length, all this, all these six five guards trapping you all the time. It's tough, you know what I mean? Um, you know, um, Davenport had a good game, though. I'll give him that. It wasn't one of those shakier games he had one of his stronger games and he's played good against memphis i'll give him that for sure but the bearcats they just need more athletes and that's going to happen it's going to come west knows what they need he just it, people just have to give him time and they gotta understand they gotta understand that he has them playing well with the talent that he has and it sucks because you're like oh you're like pacifying losses but at the end of the day man when you come in for your first year, just think about how gravy Brandon had it. He had a super gravy. He had a super, super strong nucleus on deck. And he still struggled. Um, Mick didn't have anybody. And it was bad, bad, bad. It took him a long time to get him, get him back. But I think the Bearcats, with Wes knowing how to recruit, knowing what to recruit, he's going to get people that fit better. And... They're going to the Big 12. That is a huge carrot, man. And he knows how to recruit. So my thing is everybody has to relax. They got to relax. Let it flow, man. So, you know, people just be over, over crapping. Like, it's, I understand you can say what they need, but it's not like, like NBA where you can make a trade before the trade deadline, right? You got 12 to 15, no, 12 to 14 guys probably. 12 on scholarship and, you know you got injuries you got xyz maybe you want to see other people play more I, I could respect that now that's not a i can't knock that comment but you can't think that he could just trade teams like if you beat a team you could take their top three players like it's some kind of uh like you at and one you know what i'm saying <laughs> like like hey man you want to come play with me in in atlanta you can't do that bro like you gotta let it ride but you know some people you know, are going to have to take a big jump. Like, my thing is this offseason is huge for Victor Locken. Hopefully he's healthy when he goes into the offseason, but his jump will be huge for the Bearcats. If he can make a big sophomore jump, then that's going to be huge. I feel like Odie can make a jump where he can probably, like, with his energy and everything, I feel like next year he could possibly be, like, a 10-rebound type guy. A game, I'm not expecting much on offense, just dunk the ball hard, finish strong, but his energy, I think if he can stay out of foul trouble, he can be close, like an 8-10 to 10 rebound guy. I see that in him. And then, you know, locking his key. And then if they can sneak a deep, sneak a, sneak a big man that can just get busy both sides, uh, you know, via transfer, that would be dope. Super dope. I don't know where he has room on the roster. That's the only thing. Like, I'm just hypothetically speaking. And then if you can get like another guard, like a scoring guard, just pure scoring, like with some height, like 6'4", 
what Skillings is going to bring, 6'5", it's just that he's a freshman. So I just hopefully he can hit the ground running. He's going to play because that height and athleticism, he has to play. He can shoot, handle the ball. He fits all the criteria. And then you got Reed, man. He's like that 6'6", 6'7", guy that has that body and he can score, lefty, um, athletic. Like he gives me Draymond. I keep saying the same thing that the Draymond Green vibes, but I just think like you know he's he's definitely gonna play, man. He he's athletic. He's what the Bearcats need. Somebody that has length and can looks like he can defend. He buys in fast. I think he's gonna be getting a lot of clock. Both of those guys are gonna get a lot of clock fast. So, but with six games, man, I think I think they can get twenty. I think they can get twenty. They just can't. Let's see, they got. Wichita coming up on Thursday. Wichita State is solid. They beat them on the road, though, so they should be able to beat them at home. They should avenge their loss on Sunday against Temple. So that's 18. You got UCF on the road. That can be shaky with how they're playing. They, they can't come out and be down by a lot early because they got a few cats, but it's still Brian Docks at the end of the day. So that's a winnable game. USF, they should beat them. That's their last home game. Then they got the two on the road. They got Houston and SMU. And Houston, I don't see them being Houston. They're just keeping it at 100. And then SMU at home is a monster. But they can beat SMU if they play right. But I think they can go 4-2 to get their 20. They got to go for at least 4-2 to get their 20 unless you count the AAC tournament. But they want to get in the regular season, they got to go 4-2. I feel like you got to... You got to win the next three. No, you got to win the three out of four, at least. And you got to split. But I don't see Houston. I don't see you losing and beating Houston. So it's SMU. But if you win four in a row, then you can lose the next two. And you still got your 20. But it's it's doable. But that worst case scenario, three and three, you 19. And win one in AAC. But I'd rather win it. I'll say, like, if you're going to get 20 balls, let's go ahead and get it during the regular season. But still... Any any win from now on is house money to me. I said 16 to 18 wins. He's at 16. Uh, I didn't I didn't expect him to lose to Temple and Tulsa, so I thought they would even be higher right now, which is crazy. But I'm telling you, man, help is coming. Don't panic. Just let the man do his thing. I know everybody that's not used to the Bearcats losing, but just I know every, last year is the anomaly. But just think about it, man. The JB years. We're not typical UC years. You feel me? Like, I think, like, they got hot at the end um, this first year. And then last year, it, the, the team didn't band together. She, who, who knows what would have happened, man? Just think about it. The team didn't band together. They was playing for themselves and, and start winning a little bit. The team was, like, 3-7. and seven. So, I say give the man some time. He'll be here. It won't be as chaotic. Will it be a lot of stuff going on? I'm pretty sure it will. But it won't be as chaotic, man. He won't come in having to pre-recruit everybody. He already got a system in place. People know what they're coming to play with at UC. And I just think it'll be fine. Like, just give it away. Like, okay, it's okay to complain or say, like, not complain, but just say, like, hey, I'd rather see this person playing or see this person play, get more minutes here. That's cool. That's what's going to happen with any coach. But to, just to dump on this team, like, this team isn't, what do you expect? It's not an all-world team. It's not a top 25 team with talent, per se. It's people that have talent to develop 
and they could get better. Um, some people, you know, for the, the 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 roles they have, some of them don't fully fit, and that's cool. It's going to happen, but don't crap on the coaching. I like the what he's got going on. Next year, he'll have some older cats. And he just have to, you know, fit in some players where they got to fit in, man. So we'll see what happens. And then, you know, the, the portal is all is, is real, man. The portal is super real these days. So just, just wait it out, Bearcat Nation, man. That's all I'm going to say. And that's how I'm going to end it. And that's that's how we're going to end, you know, this pod, man. But make sure you guys check out the TFON podcast. Make sure you guys hit up the front office news. And give it a like, give it a share, tell your friend, tell a friend. That's how we end it. Lemon squeeze, lemon squeeze, lemon squeeze.